0: This is part one of the message on the promises of God in crisis. I want to welcome everyone back again today. Today this would be actually taking the place of our Sunday morning uh, service and worship time together. But I am grateful and thankful that you will take some of your precious time and sit down, open your Bibles and listen as we study God's Word, His promises in times of crisis, whether it's for our health, whether it's for our finances, whether it's for our family, whatever we're going through, sometimes fears, sometimes other things grip our heart and make us afraid, but God's Word has been given to us and inspired to promote confidence and trust in Him. Believe in Him. Believe in His Word. Trust on Him. Rely on Him. And for that, we're going to simply share this morning a set of scriptures. We're just going to review them, read them, discuss them a little, little bit. God's Word is true. All His promises are yes and amen. Every single one of them is for us today. They have been given to us that they may be part of our Partaking of his divine nature, according to the book of Peter, as we partake of these promises, we partake of his divine nature as we trust and confide in them. God opens up his treasures of confidence and faith in us, and we're able to hold on to the invisible. We're able to see with the eye of faith that which cannot be seen by the natural eye and grasp to things that cannot be grasped on here on this planet in the natural. During this time of crisis, not just in our state, and our nation, but worldwide, the only true security that we can turn to and find is turning to God himself, turning to Jesus, turning to the Word that has been left for us, both the Old Testament Scripture, the New Testament writings, and find that God's promises are true. God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, forever. There is no changing in Jesus. There is no variable of changing in God either. Uh, He is who He is. He will always be who He is. And He's always been who He is. He is the ever-present now God. He is always in the now, in the today. And that is where you are right now. You are in the today. So the first promise is in the book of Proverbs in chapter 1, verse 33. And the Word of God says this, But whosoever hearkens unto me, God's wisdom, God's word, hearkens unto the voice of the Holy Spirit, hearkens unto him. It says, He shall dwell in safety or safely and shall be quiet and be far from fear there's quite a number of other translations and versions uh that can be read as to what the scripture says but it's in its simplicity you will dwell safely and you will not be in an uproar because of fear of what is taking place all around you psalm 91 Uh, goes on to share with us it's actually one of the favorite psalms of many people but reading from verse 2 onward it says this in verse 2 i will say of the lord he is my refuge is he truly your refuge he is my fortress is he your fortress he is my god is he your god and not your trust in anything else In Him will I trust. Once again, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Will you put your confidence and trust in Him today? Will you really let your heart rely on Him? Verse 3 of Psalm 91 says, Surely He will deliver you. He will. He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. And if there is a pestilence going on today, it cannot be denied. All the people that have gotten sick, but yet we don't hear about the Christian faith, all those that have been healed, all those that have put their confidence and trust in God and have been delivered from getting sick, those that might have gotten sick that have been healed by God. So in all of this, in the midst of all this fear and all this confusion... God says He will, He shall deliver you. Put your trust in Him today. Don't be foolish at the same time, but put your trust in Him. In verse 4 it says, He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shall you trust. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid, verse 5, For the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flieth by day. And in verse 6 it says, Nor the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. In verse 7 it says, in the same psalm, A thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. This day and age that we live in, Many, many, it is sad to say, so many have died because of this plague. But that does not mean that we cannot put our trust in God. Yes, we can follow all the rules and all the regulations, wash your hands and stay away from people. And But ultimately, for us as believers in Christ, everything lies in the fact that we're trusting Him That this thing will not come near us, will not come near our family, will not come near our home. We will not bring it here. The Bible does say, I'll bless you going in, I'll bless you going out. So God's blessing, according to Deuteronomy, is He'll bless you when you go out of the city, out into the country, back into the city, Re, re, uh, returning back from the country, he will bless your going ins and he will bless your going out. You can trust and rely on that. This is his very promises for us. And the scripture goes on to say in Psalm 121, in verse 7, the Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, he shall preserve thy soul. What a wonderful scripture to to rely on and to depend on and to be able to put it deep into your heart, put it into your mind, put it in your mouth and, and say it with confidence. The Lord shall preserve me. He shall preserve my husband. He shall preserve my wife. He shall preserve my children. He shall preserve my church. He shall preserve the believers around the world. He shall preserve us. From all evil, because we have put our trust in him, he will preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve, according to verse 8, shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even evermore. Isn't that tremendous? God is promising us today, even in the midst of what's going on, if we will trust and depend on him But once again, don't be foolish and tempt him and put him to temptation, but trust in him that he will preserve you when you go out to the store, when you go to the doctor, when you have to do your running around, when you have to go out and have to come back home. It says he will preserve you from this time forth. Say it with me. He shall preserve me and even evermore. That is an excellent promise to hold on to, especially during the time that we're living in today. And then in the book of Nahum, in chapter 1 in verse 7, it says the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knoweth them that trust in him. God knows if you're trusting in him. And he knows who you are. And the scripture basically says, God is good. He is not the one that's responsible for all this ha- uh, habit that is going on on the planet. But God is a good God. And the scripture says, the Lord is good. He's a stronghold, someone to hold on to in the day of trouble. And there are all kinds of trouble existing today, whether it's financial, economical, whether it's the family, the marriage, whether it's sickness, God is a good God to hold on to during this time. He knoweth everyone that trusteth in him. And then Psalm 121 verse 7 says, the lord yes the lord he shall protect me from all evil he shall preserve me from all evil he will truly keep my soul as we read it before we find in the book of second corinthians in chapter 4 verse 8 that even though we may be troubled On every side, and that means the north, the east, the south, the west, every side of our lives, we have problems towards the right, towards the left, up on top, down at the bottom. No matter if we are troubled on every side, yet we are not distressed. We are perplexed, but we are not in despair. We don't throw up our hands and give up and say, my God, this is it, you know, what am I going to do? Don't let go of your confidence in God. It has great reward in the end. According to the book of Hebrews, when they were going through what they were going through, they were being cast into the lions, being cast into prison. Their families were being separated. They were literally going through havoc as even Paul, back in that day and age, had taken families apart, thrown them in prison, many that were were killed, even some, right? in front of him the scripture says do not cast that confidence for in the end it has reward for you no matter how hard it gets no matter how tough it gets do not give up do not let go but hold on god will not forsake you hold on god will not let you stay cast down Hold on. Do not despair. His word is true. You may be distressed in mind and in heart and in spirit, but God has His word for every area of our lives. He has planned for your victory in your spirit. He has planned for your victories in your soul. He has planned for your victories in your body, in your finances, in your family. But we have to get our eyes off the circumstance. We have to put our eyes on Jesus. We have to put our eyes on God's Word. We have to be able to see the invisible with God's Word in our hearts and in our minds and in our sight that we can see That even although all these things are happening and taking place all the way around us, that God is true, God is faithful, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should have to repent. What God says, he will bring it to pass. And then the scripture goes on to say, in verse 9, We may even be persecuted, but we're not forsaken. We may be cast down, but we are not destroyed. The scripture goes on to say in the book of Psalms, Psalm 138, verse 7, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou shalt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. In the midst, that means you're right in the middle of it. In the midst of trouble, God will revive you. In the midst of trouble, God shall stretch forth his hand against even our enemies, against any wrath. And believe me, any sickness, any disease, any devil that is out there is an enemy of God. And the scripture goes on to say, In John chapter 14, verse 1, Let not your hearts be troubled, but believe in God. Believe also in me. So Jesus went on to explain, Look, trust God, but also trust me. He sent me to accomplish a work. And if you can believe in him, believe also in me. Do not let your heart be troubled. Let it be fixed in faith on me. Trust in me and I will save you. I will rescue you. Then the scripture goes on to say in the book of Isaiah, if we continue reading, it says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with thee. When you pass through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When you walk through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Wow. When you pass through the waters, I would imagine it's got to be more than just uh, knee-high waters. We're talking about the floods. I will be with thee. And when you go through the rivers... They shall not overflow thee. And when you walk through the fire, and many right now feel like that's exactly what they're walking through. They're walking through the fire, walking through the valley of the shadow of death. But he says, You shall not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Can you trust him with that? Can you lay bare your heart and open before him and and, and say, Lord, I trust what you say? Ultimately, if you love God and your heart is set on him, the scripture says this in Romans chapter eight, verse 28, for we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. At this point, go to part two of this message.